0: friends day 41 bar is closed so i got my friend preston here with me he's my new office mate creative collaborator and now friend preston welcome thank you all right here we are we are in downtown sheridan i'm still broadcasting out of the office these days but i'm feeling a little lack of intimacy on that so i'm going to move it up this weekend back to the old crow's nest and get back up in the free school <laughs> understandable <laughs> right But it's cool right it's christmas vibe down here isn't it i mean there's cars everywhere people shopping main street they line up christmas here they believe in it we're living in kind of a real americana isn't it It's the realest it's like the realest post stamp of americana left in the planet earth it seems or in united states or something like that. maybe a few small towns in maine and montana i don't have this vibe yeah you and i just met right about when i was starting this i think i was like on the first week of almost hadn't even launched it yet i think episode two was where, when we kind of got to know each other a little bit you haven't seen me drink Yep. Nope. <laughs> just those fake IPAs yeah all the fake beers and stuff you know it's funny I had a rebel moment I think it was yesterday I was coming home and it was like the 40 day and I didn't mention it but I don't mind it but I had like one of those weird moments where I was going by the post office and life was simple and and I had that weird rebel side that said you know if you did drink no one would know Right. And then I was like, "But what kind of fucking asshole would do that? You know I mean? Like a little devil on your shoulder. That was a devil on my shoulder. And it was, it was still there, but it didn't have a lot of power. I kind of was able to just like flick him off my shoulder and go, God, you're such a douchebag, you know, like, no, but I felt that for a second. So I don't think it was, had anything to do with booze as it was like habit and having my way. The ego has a bunch of repetitions. It'll find its way
1: up. Yeah. Now you strike me as somebody, if you decided to drink, you could pour it down. Yeah, I mean, in my life, I've drank a lot. Have you? And I've had periods of no drinking for both, at one period, health concerns, and then another personal, I just chose to not drink. When you say a lot, you mean over time, or all at once, or both? Both. I mean, I lived for my early college years and into my mid-late 20s in a very Western bar scene, like out of an old 70s cowboy movie everything, living in trucks, traveling the world, chasing women, drinking a lot, drugs, and it's rough on you too. It's like Hank Williams song. Yeah, it
0: really is. (laughs) And I'm so, I used to say that, like I even said that in previous relationships when they were saying, hey Heath, maybe you drink too much. And I'm like, look at around me, I'm prospering, I have success, my children are in a good place. I grew up in small towns in Idaho where you drink you unapologetically drink nobody talks about you drinking no or asks you if you've had enough you can be stumbling butt-ass drunk with your pants down to your ankles at a wedding and that's just a normal day up there that's idaho that's idaho (laughs) (laughs) okay it doesn't happen in new york but there's lots of shitty that can happen in the drinking world that a lot of people don't critique but it's certainly becoming more of a critique now you critiqued yourself or did you, you found moderation to the health issue
1: or? So the first time the health issue was, um, I was having some phenomena happen that appeared to be like epileptic fits, really mild stuff. It just would feel like my brain would click off and I'd have a massive amount of anxiety. I just thought I was like dying. You know, I interacted with some neurologists and had MRIs and their big thing, they were just like, you need to reconnect with your body because you're too much in your mind. And I've always viewed a lot of my alcohol consumption is bringing my mind down to a normative level so I can speak and relate to people because often it's very difficult for me. And it, it had that social lubricant quality for me. And so there was a year and a half where the medication that they had given me, I couldn't drink alcohol with. So I just didn't drink. And I was around, I was in the midst of all my friends who drank a lot at the time. But i just didn't do it there's a couple of things kind of mind on that one of the things i was saying before is that you know if I, w- I had
0: friends who were told they couldn't drink they had to live life without alcohol because of health reasons and so i was thinking well if i you know now i kind of feel like i gone to a point that if that was the case you know what i mean i would choose life right and not drink and then i also thought well if i was with somebody who was an alcoholic and that kind of exposure would bring demise to our relationship or disrespect it then i could also choose not to drink right and also the idea of, am I too much? Was I? Why did I start drinking? And I talked about that before too. And part of the reasons why I felt like I started drinking was because I wanted to numb myself down. I needed to tamer myself. Like I was too much. I was too ambitious. I was too outspoken. I was too intense, right? And alcohol kind of gave me a neutralizing middle ground to relate. Sometimes it had that quality. Sometimes, me. right? And you mentioned something about that. It seemed like you were saying like you... Alcohol
1: helped kind of bring you down into a more. More like my cognitive level, where I would find like normal conversation about day-to-day events and people to be entertaining. You know, I'd like people's jokes, because my upbringing, the split was between my dad, who's an old cowboy. Like when I was born, my parents owned a bar called Calamity Jane's, and they would have me in my rocker on the bar, and it was a cowboy bar. So for me, that I know that's like an innate comfort zone for me. I walk in a honky-tonk bar and it makes me calm. You know, I think a lot of people go in a place filled with cowboys and bikers and stuff and might put them on edge till they have a few drinks in them, but I walk in and I'm like, oh, it feels like home. Uh, yeah, like me and Irish Pops. Yeah, so I grew up around it. And actually my first real drink was in France when I was a freshman year in high school I was there. I went to a school that was mostly British kids and they really liked to drink, and you could buy alcohol. And I wasn't with my family, and who knows if there was like resentment or anything, but I could go buy beer and cigarettes at the age of 14, and that's where I started drinking.
0: Did anybody warn you that you drank too much?
1: Probably around like 23,
0: 24. Anytime in the process, in your whole life, have yeah. you ever been warned that you drink too much? Oh, yeah. You have? Yeah. Okay. One of the things I've been thinking about, like why people would warn us, and you know, that they're scared for us or that they, you know, for our well-being or for their well-being or things like that, right? Yeah. And one of the things I was wondering is like, you know, what positive spirits come through me versus negative spirits? I've got all these images of myself being a fun drunk, you know, and a fun boozy. Yeah. And yet anybody who's telling me that I drink too much, there's obviously some dark coming out. And so I kind of wonder like when when we drink, you know, the potion, the poison conversation, does it allow negative spirits? Is there another personality in me that
1: truly does come out? Is it not? For me... As far as I can tell, in the one city I lived in where I I was very active as a drinker, it seemed like I burnt bridges before I left, and I I was just kind of heartbroken at that time, and I didn't like the political climate or anything like that, and I think at the end I was becoming a jerk to people. I wasn't doing anything, and where the other time when people brought it up, I think they are just worried I wasn't doing my potential, I wasn't following through on my work the way I should, that kind of stuff, and I had kids. What gives people the right to know what our potential is? I mean,
0: like I, mean, I know we can think that we're worth more not drinking or drinking or moderation or what, right? Yeah. How do you think other people come to that term with us? Just sheer judgment in, in what looks good
1: or societal matters or? As a very young man through early high school, I, you know, I was always considered gifted and talented by the educational system and, and was ahead of the curve on most things, but it, that just kind of slowed down when I discovered alcohol and,
0: and pot. Is it like a warm blanket for you as well? I mean, as it is for me. I mean, like when I sit down, but I mean, I'm going to say before I go there, there's something funny about like now that I go in and get my beers, my non alcoholic beers at the bar and stuff, right? Those same bars, I love being there, you know, and having some conversations. But with more lubrication, I could easily burn three, four hours there and have a good time. With no lubrication, I'm pretty much over this conversation. I mean, not yeah, in like, the negative, 20, like 20, 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah, no, I agree. 20 minutes. I mean, I couldn't bear to stay any longer. No, I know.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, because you like observe these other versions of yourself walking yeah. around you do manifest all of those people right but and then the other town like back to your question about what kind of drunk we are the other town where i, I was being very successful and following all my stuff and it seemed like i was a happy drunk that everyone liked because all the places that i frequent and if i go there now someone will buy me dinner or yeah. buy me a drink yeah and, welcome back and- yeah. I always joke with people too, I'm like, about those places, I'm like, I can't get 86 out of these places, I don't even know what I have to do.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we were talking about this a little bit too, and we kind of keep these short, so I hope to come back, but the ability to experience range without substance. Like I was talking earlier, like music really affects my moods more than I know. And as I was going through, I don't listen back to these podcasts, but like I think even you and I were talking about it, we're like, I have different moods every day, I'm a human being. And I've often, you know, had this image of myself that I'm not a moody person, right? And so now I'm trying to understand, is different, having different moods every day moody or is that just human and then projecting different moods every day without warning is a moody person? I can't quite tell, but, you know, there's that moodiness and then there's also this ability to have like a mood range
1: through potion. One of the things I've found with my significant other is because of how much I love her and my commitment in the the relationship we've developed, that's been the thing that um, has really let me see my moods. Because before I didn't really care, you know, like I want my mood and my control over the mood, but I've seen where those moods are and I can control them now because she can call it out and be okay with it and not get in a fight. Don't say I'm being that way or whatever because I'm
0: not that way, but you are. Yeah,
1: and we are. And we are. I learned that more and more with my parents too. That's how I can deal with them more is not viewing their outward mood as them. Mm-hmm. You know, I mm-hmm. think too many people really get attached to their identity from the way they've expressed themselves in different moods. Okay. And then they're attached to what came out of them versus who they really are. You know, they become attached to like something they said to you or an action they did. And that's not them. Right. Huh? Wow. How do we
0: know the difference between this the whole shows a lot about duality as well, right? And kind of, you know, making choices. What is our true self? Am I just a really kind of wild, crazy guy? And I like to boost it up. And I want to be wild when I want to be wild. And then I want to be sane and sober when I want to be sane and sober. And then I, I want to control my life however I want. And that's me. Or is there another timeline where
1: some of these choices are bad choices? It's a good question. <laughs> I mean, all of my heroes are people who really did that full spectrum, that full gamut. Whether it's you know, someone, I wouldn't say Hemingway is my hero, but it's someone I looked up to as a character to like St. Augustine. Like all these people, have, they go through the full range. I don't find someone interesting unless they're capable of the full range too. Right. You know, it's the way, it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. And I think a lot of people, they just don't test the bounds of reason to find where they really are. They seem a little inauthentic often. Yeah, because they're muffled, like they're mugged,
0: you know, like they're, they're, or whatever they call that, where you can't, you, know, you can't really be yourself. Wearing a N95 mask. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. I guess that's <laughs> happening too. All right. Well, day forty-one. Thanks, Preston, for joining. Appreciate you. You're welcome. Bar is closed.